Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Up we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space is sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her ever-present companion, Philip Gilvis. Ever-present. When do I get to trade up companions? Well, I think you have to regenerate first. Do I? Yeah. I don't think that's always the way it works. But mostly. I mean, you know, the... Eleventh Doctor didn't have to regenerate to move on from Amy and Rory and get Clara. Right, but he had to be the Doctor for a while. And okay. And he was really sad. Oh, speaking of which, today's our anniversary, sweetheart. Is it? It is. Today is that... No, you made that... You said that like... It, now it sounds like <laughs> all of this is scripted and huh. it's not at all. Go ahead, tell them what, which anniversary it is, darling. Of July 16th? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. See? This isn't actually scripted, but it sounded like it was. Today is the day that you and I got Quaker married. Oh, yes. Too much um, chagrin. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, getting Quaker married didn't cause the chagrin. No. It was when later on we tried to get actually married. married and You mentioned the Quaker married. Yes. Yeah, we went to a, I don't know, historical reenactment festival to do. And uh, one of the things was, uh, <laughs> what was it? It was Quaker <laughs> it was, spelling you, bee? Yeah, you could either go, to, it was all in the same room, and you had a choice of doing a Quaker spelling bee or a Quaker marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really bad at spelling. So, right, and uh, you had to Hamilton to take it still over my head. <laughs> yeah, yes, I did have Hamilton. We weren't even engaged at this point. No. <laughs> we didn't get engaged until October. <laughs> but we got Quaker married. Mm-hmm. We have the contract Where, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure where it is. It's somewhere, though. Yeah. and Because uh, we do need to get that framed, because that's funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then when we actually went to go get our Yeah, went to the register license, of deeds or whatever you call it in your state. And, you know, they, one of the things they asked is, like, oh, have you, been, ever, you two ever been married before with each other or done anything, you know, like that? And I was like, no. And she's like, yes, Quaker married. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> They did have to talk did, to the lawyers. Yeah, they did have to go out and check with their supervisor and things like that. But then when we after they came back in and said, "Okay, it's all right here," you know, we've got your marriage license applied for or whatever. Um, and then we went out to pay the cashier, and the cashier who knew me yeah. went, "Oh, I should have known it was you in there." Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And we instituted one of the first rules. <laughs> yes, one of the first rules of our relationship. Never joke in front of the legal proceedings. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've not had an opportunity to uh, to do it again, but uh, I'm not making any promises. I'll be honest. It makes me nervous. I I become all Chandler like, and all I can do is make bad jokes. <laughs> Now, this is actually our first uh, recording, I think, uh, drinking. Is it? Yeah. Why not? Because we okay. both have a glass of wine. We are having or a yes. second or a third, depending on who's counting. But anyway. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Philip's trying to cheer me up. I'm having a grumpy day. So he poured me a glass of wine and made chocolate chip cookies. So uh, what well, goes with wine. Yeah, no. And to be honest, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast sphere, that's why I married this man twice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Twice upon a marriage. Twice upon a marriage. There right. you go. 
So we, uh, or I, I, I slash we, because it's a, it's a marriage, came into some money um, through, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's like one of those Monopoly cards. It, you know, it really the bank is, in your error, yeah. please collect, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, so got a little few extra scratch. And so ended up go ahead, going ahead and buying our plane ticket um, to Galley 1. We got two plane tickets. That's true. By the way, um, <laughs> they, they won't let me sit on his lap. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that is. But anyway, so yeah, and we're, so we're excited. And we're certainly we're going to uh, fly in the Tuesday, I believe. Um, and, yes. And then we, you, you had already gotten the Marriott reservations for that Wednesday. And so when I was using, I don't know, we're not shilling, we don't get any money for it, but Orbitz. Um, and uh, I was like, I wonder if I can get the Marriott for Tuesday. And I could. So we may be in the uh, interesting situation of checking in Tuesday and then Wednesday switching morning switching on rooms. Wednesday, so. yeah. Which means that there may very well be like a three or four hour time space where uh, we're homeless. We're homeless, yes, in LA. But uh, now I am trying to figure out how to pack stuff already because I think Jessica, you really experienced what it's like to be married to me when I opened a package recently. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I got something from Amazon. <laughs> And because it was a cosplay idea I have, which I think is awesome, and I'll be previewing at Galley One, because I'm like, you Are can't... you really? You're going to make me spend four days with you well, in that one, costume? One day. I already, I already have another one. I have Twelfth Doctor. Oh, wait. Do we have to do a different costume every day? Yeah, we don't wear the same costume every day, oh, darling. Oh, gosh. What kind of... Oh, boy. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... Um... <laughs> no, darling, I was hoping we could take one suitcase so that we don't have to pay two. Because... Um, the Twelfth Doctor one, which I think it's really hard to make it look like Twelfth Doctor, because I don't look like Peter Capaldi, thankfully, I want to say. Because I'm, you know, I'm not that old. But anyway, so... <laughs> oh, is that all you're going Well, he with? has more hair than I do. Yeah. I'll, I'll grant him that. Yeah. But anyway, so, but it's just, you know, which I think the Twelfth Doctor is just rock and roll. And so I think it's just cool to wear, because I just will just look... But anyway, so... You're going to get hot, though, wearing yeah. a hoodie and a coat and <laughs> all of the things. But I'm going to preview that at um, Fateful Comic Con this okay. October. And then, but for Kelly One, what I also wanted to do was Captain America Jack Harkness. And so, you always want to know what I get in the mail from Amazon. And so, I put on my Captain America mask helmet and and walked in. You're like, oh, what'd you get? And then Uh, you had the face. I did. I did. I married him. (laughs) Reader, I married him. He has a crazy wife locked in the attic, but I married him anyway, yo. <laughs> yep, that was definitely my face. <laughs> Though the one thing about that, I'm probably going to have to shave for that one, because I think I look funny with a beard wearing that. I mean, you don't look funny with a beard. And I think, to be fair... No, like, why are you with Jessica? <laughs> Not, darling, <laughs> You know that that I don't even know. I'll, I'll explain that later to you. <laughs> In the most recent Avengers. Mm, that's true. That's true. But he didn't really wear the helmet because, he, of course, he had given up being Captain America. Yeah, uh, and, and we, don't, we don't want to mar that pretty face. Exactly. So, so uh, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, it's just, just... Something to think about. Yeah. No, but my trouble is, how do I pack a Captain America shield? Thing's hard to pack. I think it'll fit, fit in the big suitcase. Okay. But we also are going to buy things there, too, so. Oh man! Does Galley One do shipping? Anyway, we're, we're gonna we'll have, find we're out. gonna have to take two suitcases, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we'll find it. So anyway, <laughs> as we're doing our more or less Doctor Who going on. 
yes, and also, and you don't get to see this, but I think I've mentioned it before. My husband, Philip, tends to decorate before we do a podcast. That's true. So we do currently have, sitting right here, in between us on the sofa. One of the good old type 40s. A TARDIS that, yeah, needs a little, a little dusty, bit of dusting. You know. <laughs> well, um, now I'm trying to remember where I bought this. I mean, it doesn't matter, I suppose. But um, I think it was Chicago TARDIS. I just remember having it at Chicago TARDIS for the first time at uh, convention. Um, and which is actually in Lombard. It's a lie. It's not in Chicago. But anyway. And so I, th- I think that's where I bought it. Of course, this was years ago. Years ago. Because I only went there once. But yeah. Because I remember I had, like, it had, maybe like I had an Amy already figure. And maybe the 10th Doctor or something. I can't remember what I had by then. But anyway. But I remember like, oh, tires. Now I can fit them into it. So. There you go. Yeah. It is It is a dollhouse for your baby dolls. Exactly. Perfect. It's bigger on the inside. And it's bigger on the inside. So they'll all fit in. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We all need that sort of storage. Let's be honest. But I have to say, honest. we probably, I mean, you know, for Doctor Who <clears throat> people, we, we don't have, like, this is the only TARDIS thing. We have an ornament, right, on the tree. Yes. Did your yep. mom got us, actually? Yeah, maybe. Or did we get it? I don't remember. Anyway, because that was a recent one. This is last year. And that's really it. We don't really have TARDIS. I mean, we have Doctor Who stuff, but we just don't have TARDIS as all a boot. Yeah. And to be honest, our collection, we just have a shelf mm-hmm. of Doctor Who stuff where we have a whole... Six cube. We have shelf. a Yeah, a six cubed shelf. Yeah. And uh, we have a whole room for Star Trek, yeah. for your Star Trek stuff. So. I think with Doctor Who, you know, it, it, again, I mean, the, the way I collect stuff... Whether it's Star Trek or Doctor, I mean, I, it's I, it's not just for the sake of getting something. Though sometimes I've it got, is, it it really is, guys. But sometimes you know, I get things like, ugh. But I mean, I want them to look good, right? So like when the Doctor collection, they're not all a hundred percent that like I would like. But you know, I mean, it was the whole thing when you know when I got it. So like I was going to say, yeah. But um, you know, so I only get stuff that I lo- that I think looks good and decent. Like I have a Dalek egg holder, which I would get if you want that. That was actually a gift. That was, um, it was actually from the Star Trek, Starfleet, the official Starfleet uh, International Fan Club, whatever. One Christmas they did sort of a gift exchange, which I think is cute. And so that was what I got. Cool. So yeah, anyone wants a Dalek like, egg holder? Um, yeah, yes, yes uh, it is. Is that what, that's what you call it, egg holder? I don't know. Egg cup. We don't, we don't really do egg cups in yeah, America. it's an egg cup. So yeah. anyway, so anyone wants a Dalek like, egg cup, you were more just, just hit me online, at NC Public Servant on Twitter. <laughs> It is yours. It's currently sitting right next to my adipose. Yeah. Fun. All right. So, after 30 podcast episodes, is that what we're on? We're on 30? This is 31, right? This is 31. Congratulations. It's time to talk about the character who's been in Doctor Who since the beginning and never missed an episode in over 50 years. That's right. It's time and relative dimension in space, TARDIS. She changes every now and then, but what do we know about the Doctor's stolen vehicle? Yeah. I just think this is, I mean, it's a very broad topic, so this will go either really short or really long. You never know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think it's interesting because she, which she, she does seem gendered because it is called she all the time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's like any ship, isn't it? That's true. And, and I remember, what was it, one part, was it in Twice Upon a Time when uh, the the 12th Doctor remarks to the first Doctor. Oh, I remember when we used to call it a ship. Um, because yeah. Because it's very yes, classic. Yeah. You know, the ship. The ship. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The and that's doctor, what made really, me think it. Know. Yeah. And and that you always refer to a ship in the feminine mm-hmm. feminine way. But she does have some characteristics, even if it's beeps or blorps or whatever noise. Some of those noises she's not supposed to make, Ripper <laughs> Song tells us. 
And then, of course, she's actually come on screen once in an episode of The Doctor's Wife. We actually see her in humanoid form and able to talk and all that stuff. Slightly crazy. Yeah, well. But you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mad woman, that is the box. (laughs) So, but I don't know. What what do you think of the idea that the TARDIS is a character? Oh, I think the TARDIS is absolutely... I mean, we see it over and over again that she sends them where she wants them to go. Mm -hmm. Um... And, uh, you know, doesn't always like things. And, yeah. And don't we see, isn't there something in the Eighth Doctor movie about looking into the TARDIS? And... Well, it's the Eye of Harmony. Right. That's but the isn't thing. there something else as well about the TARDIS? Maybe. It's Maybe. Second. Yeah. Sorry. Might be making that up. But, yeah. <laughs> Very much a character. Mostly a strong, silent type. That's right. But uh, occasionally pops up, and it's absolutely perfectly logical for her to be making decisions. Yeah, but big personality. Yes, and uh, bless her heart, always seems to get blown up <laughs> at each regeneration. So. That's true, yeah. The regeneration energy is not kind to the um, desktop uh, wallpaper. No, not at all. Yes. I'd be mad about that. No wonder she keeps throwing her doctors out the door. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just thinking, I mean, you could go all day, but I mean, just some of the things about the character is, I mean, you do have sort of the literal ones. I remember she didn't like Clara, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was just because, you know, she sensed something that was about the impossible girl. Um, and then, I guess with the 11th Doctor, introduce the input, for, you know, put your hands into the TARDIS console, because mm-hmm. both the 11th and 12th Doctor had it, which is very, I don't know, Battlestar Galactica with the Cylons also seemed to have that, and where it was very... You know, put your hands in a telepath or whatever they called it. And then also the fact that she sort of changes. Like in the grand scheme of things, we have not seen a lot of the TARDIS. Mm. Outside of the control room. You know, and yes, some, that's of the, true. some of the classic ones we've watched, you've seen some rooms. One yeah, or two, you see crazy. like the wardrobe room at yeah. one, in one of them. Yeah, or the companion's room or whatever. And, but even in New Who, you, I mean, there was the journey to the center of the TARDIS. Is that the name of the episode with um, Eleven and Clara? Mm. Where... Actually, I forget the story. But anyway, I do remember you get to see like the library and the Time War and Clark kind of gets to explore the TARDIS. Um, oh, and we see the library again. This is uh, classic. But the seventh Doctor, right before he comes out and gets shot, mm-hmm. we see him sitting in the library, don't we? I think it's the control room. But his control room is like a lounge or, or uh, what would you call it? I don't know. A gentleman's room. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so you think sit, that's, that's the actual control room? Yeah, it's kind of there, and then it's, I mean, it's a very big control room. It's sort of like there's the actual consoles in the middle and the Oh, okay, and so the lounge. The okay. Because it has the phonograph or the record player or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, they talk about different things. There's a pool in the there's library. There's the swimming pool, yeah. yep. Um, in fact, River falls into the swimming pool. Uh, oh, that's true, I forgot point. about that. Yeah, yeah, when they rescue her, so... Uh, Actually, you're about to watch that episode. Oh yeah, Interim, complete. Yeah, Which oh, no, I, no, I don't like those. I don't like. I know the, the weeping angels. Yes. No, the silence. No, weeping where, angels. It's the silence where she falls out the window. She jumps out the right. window, and the TARDIS catches her, and she oh, falls into the swimming pool. You're That's right, the you're one right. I'm talking I'm sorry, about. You're right. You're right. Because she, and then, then in the one I'm talking about, she just the TARDIS appears and catches her as she jumps out the window of the spaceship. Oh right, yeah. yes. She does a lot of jumping into the TARDIS, into the swimming pool. Apparently, <laughs> I'd anyway. forgotten about that off that ship. Yeah, of course. 
But yeah, because I think that, like you said, there's just in the new Who, you know, there's a time when Matt's final episode or the eleventh uh, final episode when they go to Trenzalore and he's like, "Oh, the TARDIS is fighting me. Doesn't want to go. It's no it knows what we're doing." And then he just ends up like turning off the gravity and it lands on Trenzalore. But you know, it's and, and things like that where it's and then I'm trying to remember what was the uh, the emergency protocol. I'm trying to remember. It was with the eleven. Was that when he it was um, he was dying? I'm hand quoting that. With the when wrote when uh, the beginning of River, you know, like the beginning of that version of River where he's dying and oh, right, he has the yeah. emergency protocol and like <clears throat> appear as like past companions and he's like, oh boy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was the TARDIS that? kind of talking uh, we, to him. We shot Hitler or something like yeah. that. The name of that one. Yeah, let's kill it's a, it, let's kill Hitler. Is that what it? Mm. So yeah, definitely, definitely is a decision maker in this, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And as she says, when she appears in The Doctor's Wife, mm-hmm. you know, she talks about how she chose him. Right. You know, there's the whole thing. The whole idea is that he stole the TARDIS and, mm-hmm. and ran away. And, and she's like, no, I stole the Time Lord and ran away, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like. They chose each other, and it's all very romantic, isn't it? It's like us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, what do you, I mean, not to get, well, we can get deep into it, but like, what do you, I mean, what do you think the TARDIS is? I mean, like, we're, we're led to believe um, through various New Who stuff that it's, you know, just a gray kind of cylinder in its neutral form, you know, and I mean, you know, and the inside, of course, you have this sort of classic console room that you start with the, the default settings that look like the first Doctors. But I mean, like, what, you, I mean, it's a time machine, I get that. But, but I mean, what do you think, like, this whole heart of the TARDIS and... You know, is it does it is it like a, just an AI artificial intelligence with a conscience, or what? What do we? What, how do you think about it, if at all? Yeah, like I, fantasy I, or sci-fi, or what do you think? Of yeah, it? I think I think of it more in fantasy terms, like Excalibur or Thor's hammer. There's, you know, it is it is inanimate, inanimate, but also sentient, mm-hmm. which I appreciate is not a thing (laughs) you know that's a complete oxymoron so yeah i suppose some sort of ai a little bit i don't again i don't think of her as ai because i think of it in fantasy terms so uh yeah like excalibur that's what i'm going with Uh yeah and it was (laughs) i mean i you know and i don't know how deep you want to get into it but i'm not like i I, the, the way the doctor treats the tardis which is you know I don't know, I suppose it's boys with their toys. But, you know, I, I, I remember the line about in um, school reading, you know what's it called? When Sarah Jane and Rose meet and they're comparing mm. notes and, you know, Sarah Jane's like, does, does he still, like, stroke the TARDIS? And Rose is like, <laughs> yeah, come on, get a room, you two. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, he is, she, sorry, mm. she is the constant companion. Right. I mean, she's always there. And she, again, particularly in New Who, regenerates when he does. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they share something that none of his companions can touch. Right. So, yeah, I think that there's a mutual affection. And, of course, they've been through all of it. You know, the thousand years or wherever we are at this point mm-hmm. that, that they've been together. So I think you said it's interesting, and, you know, I mean, gender, however you want to deal with it. But, you know, now that with 13, does that change any 
dynamics or not. I think it'll be interesting to see. Whether she talks to the TARDIS. Yes. And what the, yeah, whether the relationship she changes. she the or not. Yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, I think there's no reason why not. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's not a romantic relationship. Yeah. It's, it's a very real. It's a highly flirtatious friendship. Yes, yeah, and that can you know be be gender fluid on the doctor's part, and you know, I mean, giving making the TARDIS giving her a her title is not in any way. I think that would be funny if, like, at some point, the Thirteenth Doctor, like, oh, you know, this is my ship. He's he's really good, and they're like, aren't my ship's called she? Like, eh, it regenerated. Yeah, <laughs> they needed to have some guy other than Bradley Walsh. Know. So I, I mean, you know, so Doctor's Wife, like you said, she she, and it's been a while since I've watched it, but I mean, because she's sort of trying to be what it's like to be, you know, in humanoid form and talk and move and all that stuff. But that they do make a good team because they have to build their own TARDIS, and you know, it is interesting that they are a team, and they've always been a team, of course. Mm. And so I think it is interesting where, and like you said, she tells him that she always takes him to where, you know, he should be going or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not, not necessarily where he wants to go. Seriously. They never do make it to Barcelona. (laughs) Dogs with no noses. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. So uh, let's talk, I mean, we talked briefly. So the interiors of the TARDIS, do you Mm -hmm. have a particular favorite interior of the TARDIS? No, not necessarily. I mean, they they tend to be re- relatively similar, at least in my mind. Okay. Uh, to me, though, in my head, Capaldi's is more sort of silver and chrome-ish, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Matt Smith's was a little bit warmer. Well, he had two. Yeah. So I, he had the, the, I mean, you know this one, trying to, but he had the whimsical one originally. Which I kind of like. I mean, I, I it is very whimsical, maybe too whimsical, you know, with ketchup and mustard and ping pong balls and all that, you know, for the controls and shower head, you know. But I like it. I think it's, I think it's, it's cute. I mean, this is a shake up from anything we've seen before, certainly. Mm. Um, but then he sort of, you know, in the dark era of after losing Amy and Rory, you know, when he first in the Christmas special introduces that version of Clara, you know, it turns on and kind of looks more like the Twelfth Doctors with sort of the, mm. as you say chrome and the spinny thing on top and yeah yeah the... i mean the the basics stay the same mm-hmm. yeah you have the thing in the middle and it goes up and down yep yep and the doors <laughs> to the left in my head um most it's of the true. time anyway. true. Yeah, yeah, I thought but, about that. yeah um so yeah they mostly stay the same i think they've obviously gotten much better at it uh-huh. uh thinking about it versus the the first doctor and the circles. And all the circles, yeah, which <laughs> which remind me a little bit of Dalek circles. I mean, I feel like they did that a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's nice for the change up and the better set, if you will, and the levels. That's relatively new. Yeah, because I think was it 11 was the first time they kind of concentrated on the bottom or the yes, low section. Yeah. Yeah. With maintenance and all that or whatever. Yeah, but then the upstairs balcony area. I think more with, 11 had it, but I think 12 used it more because there was books and chalkboards were up there. Yes, yeah. Mm. So, uh, 
So yeah, it's, it's getting more elaborate. It'll be really interesting. I like the fact that they've established that the TARDIS regenerates with, uh, you know, obviously yeah. regenerating is not exactly what happens, but that the, the regeneration energy sort of blows it apart because it does give them an opportunity to freshen it up and mm-hmm. see what's going to happen. I'm Personalize looking, it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking I mean, forward guess, to seeing what the 13th Doctor's TARDIS is going to look like. I mean, this is an original thought, obviously, but I mean... You could say that TARDIS is trying to reflect her new Doctor, or the new version. Mm. Now, like, not in tens. I mean, it's familiar. But I don't know, like, what it's... It's almost like, sort of like wooden, you know, these wooden shaved trees or wooden aspect branches around the console area. Mm. You know, and it, it's... I don't know what it's trying to say, really, if anything. It's it's unusual. But obviously, it's very one of the most familiar ones, because, I mean, through nine and ten was, was several years. But I think with the 11th, the whimsical one, that's very 11th Doctor. And then I think when he lost Amy Roy, the darker aspect, of course, was sort of his, not not darker per se, but his aspect. And then I think with 12, sort of maintaining that too, he's sort of a darker Doctor. I mean, if, there's more to it, but just if light and dark are the only choices, you know, that was sort of reflected him as well. And with the chalkboard and the library books, or with the, the library, and that was sort of very, he's trying to be a little more old school about mm-hmm. things. And so... Yeah. So it'll be interesting how the t- new TARDIS interior <clears throat> will reflect the new Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think about what kind of it's Doctor gonna she's going to be. It's going to be pink. The whole thing's going to be pink, darling. Because it's a girl. Yeah, it better not be pink. <laughs> I don't think anybody would be happy with that. <laughs> with, with a little canopy. Lots of cartons. <laughs> yeah. Unicorns everywhere. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. It is. <laughs> that's horrific. <laughs> so, the, the, you know, it being a ship and a, I mean, tool for a vehicle or whatever. Better. You're a tool. <laughs> I, you know, I often wonder, you know, they, doc, and there's more things to compare it to, but obviously you know, this is what I'm going to compare it to. Doctor Who's not like Star Trek, where Star Trek, theoretically, they try to make everything make sense, even if it doesn't. Like, this is what this button does. This is what this warp drive does. It, so, like, the TARDIS consoles, does it necessarily make sense, or is it just random smashing buttons? I mean, there's usually a door button, right? There's usually a door button. Okay. And that's pretty on point, you know, because how do you open the doors? Beyond that, there's a screen, usually. The scanner, yep, yep, or the whatever. Yep, you can slide in and out, yep. Yeah, <clears throat> but beyond that, it's just... Yeah, again, River seems to have a pretty decent handle on what's what. Mm-hmm. But now, as a child of the TARDIS, there's another interesting aspect of what that all means. You know, because she is... I don't know what it means to be conceived on a TARDIS, but whatever that is, that's what River has. Yeah. So she has a unique relationship with the TARDIS. Yes, yeah. And and clearly got... You know, she gets the regeneration and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for one go-round. Right. And... Uh, so yeah, maybe it's a little bit more innate. The magical. Although she does, River Song does say that someone taught her to fly. Right. The TARDIS. Well, the first rule is. Well, that this is true. <laughs> this is true. But she says it to the Doctor, and the Doctor says something like, you know, oh, it was me, you know, and she's like, no, you were busy. Somebody else did it. You know? <laughs> um, well, I did. I did like this as nothing. Well, it's TARDIS related. I did like the uh, re- revelation and oh, the, the husbands of River Song. That apparently she steals the TARDIS all the time when he's <laughs> mid-adventure and then brings it back and he never notices that it's been gone. Yeah, I kind of like that as an idea. <laughs> I really do want kind of want a River Song spinoff. Because I want to see her stealing the t- the whole thing. It just, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, she seems to be much more, you know, in the way that the TARDIS didn't like Clara, it seems to clearly favor River Song. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it is a parental, you know, a little bit of parental love or whatever. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of companion reactions, which would be more new. Who I don't know if I ever thought of anything classic, but maybe. But anyway, because Rose, I don't know, it was played because ultimately Rose had the heart of the TARDIS inside of her. Yep. Um, so she certainly has a special relationship that way. But then, I don't know, Martha and Donna, I can't really think of anything. And then, of course, Donna would have been interesting consider whether the TARDIS knew that she would be Dr. Donna or not. Yeah. So, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. And then, of course, they have that all-hands-on-deck moment. Oh, Journey's End, yeah. Right before she turns into Dr. Donna, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, with it. Jax has one that goes back and forth. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> well, but I, I did like that explanation, that the TARDIS is actually meant to be a multi-person vehicle. Yes. Yeah, good point. I yeah. Mean, he did steal it, of course, um, with his granddaughter, but still, that it was meant to be, you know, it's a ship with a crew, and it's not just one one, one Time Lord. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'd like be interested in, and maybe that's why we've got three companions that's true maybe it'll actually fly better this time yeah we'll see that won't make that whoosh 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 noise when it lands it's not supposed to do that but yo I, but i like the noise <laughs> bless exterior has yeah. changed which we see in the um film the day of the what is it? The one with oh, the first yeah. and the twelfth. Yes, yes, and the war. To be fair, but yes, yeah. yes, and even twice upon a time, you notice the like the wee Tardis for the first Doctor and the sort of yeah. There's um, and I can't remember. Is it Clayton? Anyway, there's a one. I'm sure there's several, but there's one person on Twitter I follow who's very. He's not obnoxious about it, but he's one who will who knows the different Tardises and will be like the windows are different. Uh, you know, they don't matter, oh. which is fine. You know, I think I think I mean that level of detail is always good. It's always if you're like take it too far that's when you can see a problem but you know it's kind of cool to be like oh because the one i have and i don't know which tardis I'm, the one i'm holding right now that it, i assume it's the 11th doctors but you know some of them will have sort of the white in the windows with the triangles and you know various placements of things like i don't know if i think this is matt's because it has that saint john's emblem i don't know if they all have that one all right uh, i sort of feel like at least with the new who i sort of felt like they did. Mm-hmm. And then the, the shade of blue, because I think if I remember correctly, Tens was a bit darker. Tardis blue. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, it's not Tardis blue. They can't all be Tardis blue. But anyway, well, I guess, you know, it's a blue Tardis. But anyway. Yeah, technically, um, they really can. And then Matt's is a little bit lighter. And then I don't know the 12s. I mean, you obviously have to see them all at the same time or to figure it out. Yeah, that would the, the be the war doctors had, like, scorch marks or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, and at one point... Uh, which is it? Is it Rose that goes missing or Clara? It's Clara where they put the "Where's Clara?" Oh yeah, well, I think that's when she dies. Yeah, a painting. Yeah, yeah, they did all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I sort of feel like you should be better at this because you know the difference between all of the enterprises. <laughs> uh, well, those are different ships. This is technically the same one. Uh huh. And then I think they really played with the telephone inside in with the 11th and 12th more than they, they ever had before. Yes. Well, oh. and of course, the 11th calls during the 12th iteration. Yes. Which we 
talked about many times and <laughs> in disapproving tones. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, the whole idea of the police box, again, I mean, it's not native to our culture, um, but what little we've, we've seen on it in Doctor Who documentaries and whatever about the history of the actual police box and that, of course, there were multiple colors, and I forget what they are in Scotland, but it's something not blue at all. Um, it's like you're looking at it like, well, that's not right, but of course, like that's an actual police box. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I'm sorry it's not the, the Doctor Who one. But anyway. And I can't imagine that they would be terribly big. I mean, with the one that we went to in Earl's London, Court. yeah, yeah. Um, which was, it was narrow, wasn't it? Yeah. Narrower. Well, there's, there was a skinny one, but then there was... You know, I think they're different sizes, too. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, it's a call box. The the point is to just call the cops. What I get is a police box. It's basically, instead of having stations everywhere, you just get dropped off. And this is just sort of like your cubicle. You could come in, go inside. There'd be, like, regulations or rules or log books. And then you can call back to the station. Then you can keep on your patrol or whatever. Ah, okay. So it's sort of just, it's like a mini police station. Okay. Yeah. But it definitely says public call. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe use the phone, too. Well, you could call an emergency or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm sure you listening, listeners The, the sticker says, police telephone, free for use of public, advice and assistance obtainable immediately. Officers and cars respond to all calls. Pull to open. Which, I feel like know. that would be a pub quiz thing. Bonus point. Can you name what's exactly on? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I can read it, but I don't know if I can remember <laughs> it. But, yeah. Well, so. and Bill makes the point that you are the help desk or you are the... It's, that's what it's on your TARDIS. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, final thoughts. Ultimate... Yeah. Do we like it? Do we think maybe they should just get rid of it for the next? <laughs> I definitely think first female doctor, get rid of the TARDIS. I oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Let's shake things up a little bit. <laughs> Let's shake it up. I, you know, I was trying to think of, like, what would be the, like, modern thing you'd be like, please, boxes. Ah, oh, they're so 1960s. Well, what's, a, what's like, a 2018 thing that, like, sounds cool, but, like, it would be such flash in the pan it won't even exist by next year or something, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't even go with the red telephone boxes no. anymore because those are practically obsolete. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's also British, so I would not know what current British culture is. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think, and I certainly can't do 2018, but, mm-hmm. like, I was going to say like the London Eye because that was supposed to be flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. They just built it for the. But see, isn't that the thing? Not to go on a tangent, but like the Eiffel Tower is this huge eyesore, and they're like, oh, all the Parisians hate it, and then like, that's not the thing. Now it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. Well, because I think the thing about the police box, and again, maybe it's just a rationalization because we know it 50 years plus. But, like, I think it's important to be something you could get inside, as we'll talk about in a second. You know, if you changed the chameleon circuit into something else, I feel like it'd still have to be something you can get inside. Mm. You know, you can't just be like, it's a lamp post. Well, you can't get inside a lamp. You know, it has to be something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A car. A little coupe mini or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's an obnoxious modern car or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the Mini Coupe's pretty obnoxious, <laughs> especially if it's got the Union Jack on it. Oh, you know, that would be working right into the. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll send our suggestions up to uh, Chris 
Chibnall. And... That's right. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 that, that would be a good poll. What would be either your best suggestion of changing the police box or what would be your worst suggestion? For I can see this showing up on Twitter very soon, <laughs> can't I? Right, before this gets out of hand, before we jump in the TARDIS library, this might be the time to talk about the teaser. Right, and no reason to dwell on it too much, because A, it was short, and B, in a couple of weeks, we'll probably have a trailer or whatever. Yeah, this was definitely not a trailer. This was just a, a teaser. teaser. Nobody says words. I just think it was cool. I mean, you get more... It's a companion focus, obviously. Yes. On, oh, I don't even know. I have to start learning names. Ryan, I think, is one of them. Is, I think is is the young man. And I don't know the other two. So, But anyway, um, I think man did, if I know her name, her real name. And yes, like. but not, not what the character's name is. And yeah. Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. As Bradley Walsh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling it's liable to be like that. But it was interesting. I mean, if that's a tease, and you don't know whether it means something. You know, this is always the, the geek thing about looking over and overanalyzing, but, like, is that their character that, you know, the girl has a bunch of friends, she's a regular young lady, you know, fun and, you know, lots of friends, and the guy's kind of chilling by himself, and then Bradley Walsh is sort of the sad guy at the pub. You know. Reading a Beano, though. Yeah. Well, it turned into a Beano. What was, was it before? I forget, but, yeah, it was, it was something. Because that was the whole Twitter thing, like, it's the same Beano that, like, uh, the 11th Doctor's reading in another episode oh interesting yeah, okay so. well it, which basically just means they had that prop line <laughs> and then um, we finally get the 13th doctor it's, and to me it's always but the idea being that she is regenerating the things no. that she passes by which is quite interesting i mean the girl gets a whole nother pizza yeah is that how they make pizza in britain with like the, the whole leaf like celery or whatever that like i've never seen like a whole green pieces on oh yeah it's always just like baked into yeah. or whatever yeah Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Depends on what you get. But, yeah, yeah could do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, and, you know, again, overanalyzing is like, does that mean 13 guys going to like, regenerate these people's lives where mm. they all have these issues that she's going to help them with? Well, and it all felt very magical and yeah. fantasy-orientated rather than... Uh, sci-fi, right. which was appealing to me, but it'll be interesting to see if that's going to follow through is it going to feel more like the fantasy episodes or is it going to continue to switch it up you know and it was kind of weird to see the 13th doctor because i've only seen her in pictures mm. and like that was video like you know it's kind of weird that she's because we've seen her in the regeneration we saw her in her first teaser announcing mm-hmm. jodie whittaker but she was none of those was wearing you know the 13th doctor quote-unquote uniform this was the first one like She's moving around, and you know it's kind of weird to see her. Then, especially having just finished Broadchurch series three with Jodie, it is kind of weird to see her as the Doctor. I mean, we saw obviously again we saw the regeneration, but still, you just want to continue seeing her cry in uh, <laughs> Broadchurch. Yeah. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. But oh man, yeah. oh fantastic! I love Broadchurch. Yeah. We may just have a random Broadchurch episode soon. We should do. Yeah, that would be fun because that's practically Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, it has. Everyone. Three doctors and a companion. <laughs> and a queen. That's right. That, that's separate. So, yeah, that, that, there you go. That's what we're doing at some point soon is we're going to talk about Broadchurch. So, you got that to look forward to. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Right, so, into the, into the library. So, speaking of chameleon circuits, there was one time that the Doctor actually fixed the chameleon circuit on the TARDIS, and we actually almost... Well, ish. Well, ish. And we almost got almost, 
got an episode without a police box TARDIS. That's right. Um, yes. It was just at the beginning of the end, but everything else was no police box inside. And this was, of course, with the sixth Doctor. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and this was, of course, Attack of the Cybermen, which premiered 5th January 1985. That's my mummy's birthday. I was four years old. All right. Can you read us the synopsis from TARDIS.Wikia? I would love to. While trying to fix the TARDIS's chameleon circuit, the Sixth Doctor returns to Foreman's Yard on Totter's Lane in 1985, where he meets his old enemies, the Cybermen. They have come from the future to change history by sending Halley's Comet crashing into Earth. Lytton, last seen working with the Daleks, is involved in the Cybermen's plot. Is Lytton working for the Cybermen himself or someone else? Da, da, da. But anyway, so again, uh, again, this is the only episode that I know of that he actually, the Doctor, fixes or you know briefly fixes the Chameleon circuit. Now this is the well, and again, it's still ish yeah. because it doesn't. It, it's the idea behind the Chameleon circuit mm-hmm. is that they choose things that will blend in with the surroundings and not stand out. And that is not exactly the way it works in this episode. It turns into three things. I remember two of them. I don't know if you guess the third one. The first <laughs> one was um, a chest of drawers. Or I don't know what you would call it. Yeah. That's what I call it. Then it was a organ. Yeah. And then the, I can't remember the third thing. Uh-uh. Was it a clock or something? I can't remember. Maybe. It was something. Yeah. I, I just looked at it on TARDIS that weekend. I've already forgotten. But anyway. But again, my problem with all those, it's nothing you can walk into. No so basically doors. you just walked behind it and you're like, I'm in the TARDIS. But like, you know. Yeah, there's a little bit more suspension of disbelief than than one might prefer. Right. Although we do get, you know, a moment of the Doctor playing the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, which can't have made her terribly happy, I don't imagine. But there you go. That's right. So, I mean, what, but what do you what do you think of the idea? I mean, it's it's. What do you think of the, the idea of it sort of spritzing? Like, what would that be? If the TARDIS just randomly changed into random things. I like it as an idea. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot as an idea. Mm-hmm. I think if you did it now, I would want to revolt. Right. Because now, she's established. You can't <laughs> you can't muck about with it now. So 50 as an plus idea, years, but yeah. look at 35, you're like... No, if, if, they had, if they had had the budget to actually make that happen in the beginning, mm-hmm. that would be a cool thing that would carry on. Right. That would be interesting. Now she's too iconic. Don't yeah. don't muck about with her. Which I think, you know, I don't know. And this is me, listeners. Maybe your, your opinion doesn't help the Sixth Doctor, right? Who's already not because this is only a, I believe I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. This is his second serial because they just come from Twin Dilemma when he first you know regenerated and tried to kill Perry. Yes, because um, she talks about the fact that he's still recovering from yeah. the regeneration. Yeah, you're still mad, Doctor. Oh gosh. This this uh, this serial, I think, firmly implanted Perry as her favorite companion of all time. <laughs> I just can't cope with her. <laughs> was it the dress, the voice? <laughs> yeah, first of all, she dressed like she was just coming out of an Olivia Newton-John workout video. And it's the, yeah, it's the wine. It's the constant wine. Because, like, the content or the, the writing... Well, it's a little... Anyway. But it, there's stuff there. I mean, she's, you know, telling Doctor... 
this would be my, you know, doctor, you, you're not feeling well. You just regenerated. You say a lot of weird things. I got some concerns yeah. about this. But instead it comes out like, doctor, you have to die. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Can't cope. Can't cope. Spent the entire time scowling mm-hmm. at the television because I can't cope. Mm-hmm. So, again, with me, and next another one, Six Doctor already kind of sort of peed me off. When he regenerated, like his first second, when he's like, "Ah, oh, change, not a moment too soon." I'm like, "What? What was wrong? What was wrong with the fifth doctor?" And he's like, "I didn't twin the limit. I'm the doctor. You'd better get used to it." I'm like, well, "No, I'm not used to it. Why are you being such a cock about it?" And then, like, you know, then this one, it's like, "I'm changing the TARDIS." I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" Can I just have a moment where you went literally in about 30 seconds from saying I'm peed off to why you got to be such a cock about it? So, yeah. So, obviously, Six Doctor. Your language decisions are always fascinating, (laughs) darling. So, the Six Doctor remains not my favorite. And add Perry to the mix, and it's just, no, 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 not Makes Mel look good, doesn't she? (laughs) <laughs> she does, yeah, yeah, and I don't mind Mel too much because again, it's yeah. a bit of a familiar face for me. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, more Cybermen. Yeah, eighty Cybermen, as, yeah. as, as we say, which and, is fine. And this was short. This is apparently uh, it's two forty-five minute episodes, which is rare, and not until modern day, you know, or new. I, yeah. I think we have to think of a new word for new who, by the way, because like. 2009 was a long time ago. You I know. still like New Who, classic <laughs> Who, because it's not Chris about... Chris Eccleston did not just come out two years ago. No. I, I mean, I, Chris Eccleston <laughs> hasn't come out at all, as far as I know. I think he's married. Um, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, um, I think because it's like B.C. and A.D. Right, which they changed eventually. Yeah, but again, what they changed it to is BCE, before right. Common Era and Common Era. So then we need to change it from... No, 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 because still, Common Era was 2,000 years ago. I mean, we don't have a whole lot in common with the people from 2,000 oh, years ago. Oh, that's like you were saying us, because I thought that'd be an awkward way to... We have Doctor <laughs> Who. It's like Breakfast at Tiffany's, darling. <laughs> So my point being that calling it New Who with the delineation of, you know, between eight and nine, I think you can stick with it as New Who. I mean, that's why I, and I'm not trying to be cute. That's why I kind of like in you, capital W-H-O, because it's in more of an affectation than an actual label. It's, it's not in E-W because it's not new that much anymore, but it's New Who because that's what we call it. New Who. Yeah. I like that. That's how I always do it. Okay. Yeah. Not uh, whatever. Yeah. So when you picture the words in your head, go. You go ahead. No, that's fine. Cool. So, but at the end, uh, the doctor, even though fiddling with the chameleon circuit, it, I think it just reverts back by itself to yeah. this box. Yeah. And, she says no. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I've got my look going. I've tried it, and no, thank you. Yeah, because there aren't any. Doors. I'm open to changes, doctor. I tried it. Right. Tried it. Hated it. Hated it. But also, I tried get rid it for of Perry. You. <laughs> also get rid of Perry. I have no doubt that the uh, TARDIS said that at some point. <laughs> right. So what are we going to talk about next week, darling? Well, darling, we've talked about the TARDIS. Um, the other main characters, other than the Doctor, of course, are the various companions. Yeah. But I guess one question that some might ask is, what happens to the companions after they leave the TARDIS? Ah. That doesn't involve memory wipe dying or 
some such. But if the folks, the ones who actually get to <laughs> live... My guess is not very much. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but the ones who actually live the TARDIS, whether it's a Martha in the New Who era or a mm. Sarah Jane in the classic era, you know, whatever, that actually live to tell the day, um, you know, how does it affect them? How would it affect you? And and we'll kind of focus on one or two or three or four or five companions and, and maybe talk we, about... We just have to count up how many survived. Exactly. And, and uh, go from there. Exactly. Yeah. So beyond the TARDIS. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, make a little swoop it when you're editing this. It needs to be beyond the TARDIS. Swoop. Na, na, na. But swoop too. Okay. Well, until then, darling, you're my favorite thing to travel with in all of time and space. <laughs> okay, I think you're reaching there a little bit, darling. You're now a chest of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> This is BBC Television.